Welcome to That's the Word, Wholesome Tales for the Whole Family. I'm Father James Yamauchi. Today's story, That's the Worst Idea I've Ever Heard. Good morning, Lieber, the publisher said as his head editor stepped into the room. Good morning, Mr. Goodman, said Lieber. I have a new story I want to share with you. Go on, said the publisher. Goodman knew that whatever was going to come out of Lieber's mouth would be unorthodox, ever since his attitude shifted a few years earlier. However, he had written plenty of great stories for their magazines. This author had a knack for coming up with inventive ideas that sold issues. Well, said Lieber, I have this idea for a character for my next story. Lieber proceeded to describe this character to Goodman, a character with a certain name, a young guy who did not have the world at his feet, someone who was a bit young to be doing the job in the story, not someone who was wealthy or good with the ladies. Goodman patiently listened to the author as he spelled out his idea. When Lieber finished, Goodman looked him straight in the eye and said, Lieber, that has got to be the worst idea I've ever heard. Lieber was taken aback. Goodman continued, First, look around you. You know what kind of culture we live in. Everybody is going to hate a character with that name. Second, you can't have a young guy leading one of these stories. He can help out with stuff, but he can't be running his own show. Nobody that young is capable of doing what you want him to do. It doesn't make any sense. Third, he can't have all those issues you're describing. No one wants to read about some washed-up dude who can't pay his rent and can't land a date. Needless to say, Lieber was rather disheartened. He left the meeting with his tail between his legs. Back at his desk, he tried to settle in with some more reasonable stories, but he could not get this idea out of his head. Looking through his assignments, he realized that they were discontinuing one of their magazines due to poor sales. Oh, what the heck, he thought. Good men won't care if I put the story into the failing magazine. Lieber just needed to get the story out of his system. He wrote the story, a story about the young guy, the young man with a certain name, with plenty of issues. About a month later, Goodman barged into Lieber's office. Lieber, he said, did you see the sales figures for this month? That failing magazine was our best-selling magazine this month. Lieber was stunned. He did not expect his character to do that well. But Goodman wasn't done. Do you remember that character of yours that we both liked? How about doing a series on him? And that's how it began. This character, who started out as a reject and just barely made it into a failing magazine, took the world by storm, becoming the most popular character that Lieber ever created. This character, 
who had a name that might make you squeamish, was young, far too young to be on this job, and was beset by all sorts of problems, familial, financial, and social. But his strong sense of morality and his resolve in the face of obstacles won the hearts of his readers as he simultaneously struggled through high school and swung through the streets of New York City. The last panel of this story in particular touched its readers. And a lean, silent figure slowly fades into the gathering darkness, aware at last that in this world, with great power, there must also come great responsibility. The lesson learned by a character created by the author Stanley Martin Lieber and artist Steve Ditko, named after a rather unpopular arachnid, the amazing Spider-Man. And for this week, that's the word. So Stan Lee, or Stanley Martin Lieber, as we talk about him in the story, that's his real name. He took a pen name Stan Lee because... That was when he was starting out as a young guy and in the comics, when he was working in comics, and he decided he wanted to keep his real name for when he wrote his great American novel, which never happened. I was going to say, I don't know about the great American novel. Yeah. So he never went and wrote his novel, and so he just stayed Stan Lee. So he was actually rather dissatisfied with his job at Marvel because, I mean, the comics were just kind of churning stuff out. There were all these very stock characters and he decided that he was wanted to quit at that time. Justice league came out and Goodman came to Stan Lee and told him, Hey, I want you to create a superhero team like the justice league. Stanley's wife told him, eh, just have fun with this last one before you quit, do something that you actually want to write. So he wrote this instead of having it just be a bunch of unrelated people. He had the fantastic four be a family with a really good friend being the thing. And that ended up being one of the most successful comics that Marvel has ever had. Hmm. And so after that, he started turning out a bunch of different characters that didn't fit the typical superhero mold and that they had real problems that didn't go away. So this was, I think, 57 or 58 when he created the Fantastic Four. And then in the few years after that, he created all these characters that we all know, like Thor, Iron Man, the Uncanny X-Men. All these characters came out all around this time that he just went and created. Also, credit to Steve Ditko. The reason why you always hear of Stanley as a co-creator of all these characters is because the way that he wrote these comics and the way that they did it in Marvel was he'd give the artist an outline and the artist would actually draw all the panels. He wouldn't have a firm story like this is going to happen on this page. This is going to be this thing right here and this thing right here. The artist actually a lot of times created stuff and created elements in there. And then Stanley would go in and fill in the uh, bubbles, hmm. speech bubbles and made, make a dialogue. So the artist actually had a lot of work in crafting the story. That's amazing. So the scene was kind of set and then just the the plot would unfold based upon that scene. Exactly. There was no plot details. It was just overarching. Okay, this is going to 
generally this will happen on this page, this will happen on this page, this will happen on this page, figure out the details. Fascinating, very fascinating. I remember growing up, I don't do it now a lot, but I remember growing up and reading the comics a lot. Um, of course, now I don't get a newspaper, so I, I don't go to the comic se section, but that's all, always a very uh, fascinating work of art. Mm -hmm. I remember actually the reason why I got into Spider-Man in the first place was, I think, for his 50th anniversary, which was 2012, I guess. And the Dallas Morning News came with copies of Spider-Man, the original comics. And so they included that in there. So I got that from my grandmother and was able to read through about the first 12 issues of Spider-Man. And see, I'm not familiar with the Spider-Man comics at all. So, and that, that explains why, and that explains, I never knew why you got into it. So there we go. Learn something new on our podcast. Well, we got a big book right now on our desk of the Spider-Man Omnibus Volume 1, so I need to get Father James to read that. Yes, in my spare time, I can read uh, all about Spider-Man. If you enjoy That's the Word, please share the word. Our website, sonsofthunderrock.com, has our story extras for this story. That's the worst idea I've ever heard, where you can see the cover of the first issue that spider-man ever appeared in in amazing fantasy 15 sons of thunder rock.com is also where you can find our social links and our email if you want to give us story ideas or give us feedback and also you can leave a review on apple podcasts if you want father james in order to read spider-man <laughs> i don't know if john peter is going to approve my ending here but join us next wednesday for another amazing wholesome tale for the whole family <laughs>